2 Timothy 2. Actually, 2 Timothy, yes, chapter 2, verse 3. There's, let me read the scripture first. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one entangles in warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlists him as a soldier. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you'd bless this word, anoint me. God, speak whatever you would desire to speak in this portion of the, your service. And God, I pray that, that everything would be dripping with who you are, what you desire us to become. And we'll give you the glory and we give you praise for your word that will never wither, never fade away. But God, your word will last when everything else crumbles. So Lord, I ask right now that you would give us this word today as our daily bread. And we give you all the praise and glory for the presence of God that is residing through the worship of your people. God, we sense your presence in this place. So Lord, I pray that you would begin to flow through your word and into your people today. God, change us, motivate us, strengthen us, Father. And we'll never fail to give you all praise for what you do and what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. This scripture verse jumped out at me today because I believe that it's very relevant for the time that we're in. Paul is imparting his last words of encouragement. Paul is telling Timothy, he's, he's, he's encouraging him as his spiritual son. He is encouraging him to fight the, the fight of faith. Faith uh, is, is an indispensable element it is that thing that, that and there's a gift of faith that will bubble up and he is trying to equip Timothy for all of the things that he is getting ready to go through, walk through. And we see here that he's encouraging him. And Paul encourages his close friends to his spiritual gifts. He's talking about the spiritual gifts in this book. And he, he, he tells Timothy, preach the word. He says, I want you to preach the word he says, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And we see here that, that in the, this first verse, Paul is saying, overcome every form of evil. Overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. And then it goes on, verse four, it says, for every soldier called to to the active duty must, this is a new translation, it says must divorce himself from distractions of this world to fully satisfy the one who chose him. I gotta divorce myself from distractions. I gotta divorce, especially in this season that we're walking in, this new season that God is taking us into. No more can we pull, be pulled away from the assignment by the distractions that try to so easily beset us. 
There's a lot of distractions in this world today. No one entangled in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as the soldier. The Christian walk, how many knows that it's often uh, uh, pictured as or presented as a spiritual warfare? How many's ever heard it as a spiritual warfare? And, and the effective service calls for singleness of purpose. That means I have to be more focused right now, more focused than I've ever been before. How many would say, I, I just turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to get focused. Don't be distracted. It's time to get focused. It's time to get focused. God is pulling you into his potential and his place. And the enemy knows it and he's frustrated. But I want you to read verse 8 and 9 that says, Remember that Jesus, this celebrated this past Sunday, Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according. I love how he personalized this. He says, according to my gospel says, according to my gospel. And then at verse nine, it says, for which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But watch this. The word of God is not chained. Hallelujah. I might be chained up. The enemy might uh, put hardship on me, but the word will prevail each and every time in my life. The word cannot be chained up. The word is, will, will only, it will only set free. It cannot be imprisoned, but the word of God is not chained. The word of God is not chained. And when we are faithless, even when we're faithless and our faith fails us, how many knows that God is still faithful even when I'm faithless? How many knows his word is faithful. His word is faithful. It, it doesn't matter what you're going through. His word will prevail in your life. If he spoke something to you, he will get you through each and everything until you get to the place that he has spoken over your life. And as I was reading, I, I begin to, uh, I, I come across an article. I Googled this. This is really what inspired this message. I Googled this uh, natural event that uh, made me think of what it looks like spiritually. I want, this is a natural event that happened, but we're going to see what the enemy's doing uh, with this picture. And we're going to paint this picture here. But the, the morning of, of March the 14th, 1968 began just like any other day in the rural snow covered hills of Skull Valley, Utah. But the, the Tuella County Sheriff Faye Gilliatt, the carnage of the day would be forever seared in his mind when on March the 13th, a high-speed jet sprayed 320 gallons of nerve gas VX across the Dugway grounds in a weapons test. Now, this was a test. Uh, the odorless, tasteless chemical is so deadly that less than uh, 10 milligrams is enough to kill a, a human, one human. And, and I, I begin to read this, and then it goes on. Uh, it, it talks about it's that suffixation of uh, paralysis of the respiratory muscles, the breath that comes, and, and thousands of livestock begin to die. They were splayed across the landscape, across the grounds, uh, and, and it, it began to explain it like the movie version of death and destruction. Sheep were laying everywhere. Sheep were laying everywhere. This was something that specifically happened. And generally acting days with their heads tilted down off to the side, walking in uh, stilted uh, or uncoordinated manner. I was, as I was thinking about this, I think about the enemy's plan is to steal, is to kill and to destroy. So he wants to take out the sheep, right? 
He wants to, his goal is to take out the sheep. Uh, his, his, his whole mission is to, if he can't kill you, he's going to paralyze you. He's going to do whatever he can. The vapors of this chemical is like a venom to your spirit. Now, I want you to look at it as a spirit, a spiritual side here. And in the day and hour that we are living in, that is, uh, the, he is coming after. I want you to look at this because that word nerve gas, if you look up the word nerve, I begin to look, I do think weird things sometimes and I look up specific words, but this word here, it, if you look at it up by itself, now I want to tell you, uh, together, this nerve gas is a poison. It's a poisonous vapor that rapidly disables or kills by disrupting the transmission of nerve impulses. How many knows when transmission goes out of your car, there is no mobility? So there's, you can't, it just begins to jerk around and it, it just, your car, and then the next thing you know, guess what happens? It dies. And this is what is happening, I believe, in the spiritual realm. This nerve means, it, it, I want to look at it from a different perspective. It's the, uh, it's the uh, self-confidence nerve. When I have a nerve for something, I, I get a nerve. So the enemy is after your confidence. The enemy is after your ability to walk into the prayer room with boldness. He wants to do everything that he can to intimidate uh, uh, not just the sheep, but he don't ever want you to realize what the sheep has or possesses. You are a sheep. Yes, you are. But I want you to understand you possess the power. And there is a courageous spirit on the inside of you and a bravery. And that nerve is what the enemy is after. And then I begin to look at gas. How many knows that when you begin to run out of gas, your car stops, which means your ministry comes to a halt. Your car represents ministry. Anytime you see a car in a dream or a vision, you understand that it represents ministry. And when you run out of gas, you're dead on the side of the road. And here's what I want to tell you. It's not time for you to lay set dead on the road. God is ready, as Pastor Man has already said, it's, he's ready for you to move forward. He's ready for a progressive uh, 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 offensive. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the offense moving towards something. Something, God is saying it's time for you to move toward and possess. The enemy has taken long enough your mind. He's, uh, he's taken long enough uh, your ability to conquer. I want you to understand that there is a conquering ability on the inside of you. And the enemy does not want you aware of the greater that lives in you. Matter of fact, he'll use religious people to push you in a corner somewhere and, and, and just push you back so far that you'll be of non-effect in the kingdom. But God is raising up not just sheep, but their soldiers. They're soldiers that are going to rise up. I'm talking about sons and daughters that begin to understand who they are in Christ. God is raising up, and there's a difference in the aspects of God. This is one aspect, but I want to, to go through some aspects. God, uh, he washed us with his blood. He, that there is a fountain filled with blood that, that, that washed us white as snow. It's drawn from Emmanuel's veins. There's so many songs cleansed by his blood. When we're cleansed by his blood, the Bible says that you and I are 
no longer an outcast. That God begins to bring us near to one another. Not just near to God, but I have a brother that I'm near. I'm divinely connected to you and you're divinely connected to me. And we see this aspect of the family of God divinely connected. Why? By the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus connects us together. That means that, Brother Caleb, you and I are blood brothers. Hallelujah. Uh, we are blood brothers and blood sisters because of the blood that connects us. And all I could think about as I begin to study this word out, I begin to think about the redwood tree. Because the redwood tree doesn't go grow deep into the ground, but the redwood tree begins to grow out and connects. And there's a, an ability in connection. Come on, somebody. There's an ability. It's there. Oh, let me say this. There's a stability in connection. When you begin to connect, it is the st it's the st stabilizing force. There's a stabilizing uh, uh, aspect in the as it relates to the family of God. That's why it's so important for you to get plugged into a family. That's why it's so important that we say two by two because if one falls, another can pick up. Amen. That's why it's so important for you not just to come to church but get connected to one another even if you don't act like think alike talk alike it doesn't matter because each and every one of us need every aspect that's sitting in this room it's the family of God all brothers and sisters are not the same some have different gifts that others don't have but it's the stabilizing force when even when we're not alike we can still connect together and the redwood tree gains strength because they stretch from one side to the other. And when winds blow and things begin to try to tumble it over, there's, there's a strength because they're connected. I want to tell you there's something powerful about kingdom connection. And God has been connecting you with people. God has been connecting you with ministry. And I'm talking about personal ministry because he, there's like-minded people that he's pulling together for such a time as this. It is, I'm so glad to be a part of the family of God. It's the blood of Jesus that makes us family, but I also want you to see another aspect that he calls us his building. Not only are we family, but he's in him, he's, he's building us. Amen. He's connecting us. He's building us. So he's building us as, as his temple, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 tells us that we are the temple of the Lord. His spirit dwells within us. His spirit dwells within us. Chapter 6 and 19 tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are the temple of the Lord. Watch this. We are the temple of the Lord. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 6, 16. We are the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. We are the temple of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. And God said, I will make my dwelling with you. He, he, all he desires is to dwell with you. All God desires is what he had with Adam in the garden. I don't have time to get into all that, but that's what he wants. That's what he, he desires to get that connection back with his creation. He wants to have communion with you like Adam in the cool of the day. He wants to dwell with you. He wants to walk with you. And this is what is happening. We are the family of God, but he's also building us up. Ephesians 2 and 19 tells us that we are built on the foundation. How many knows he's the foundation? We are built on the foundation of the apostles we are built on the foundation of the prophets and we are built on the foundation of Christ himself being the chief cornerstone which means Jesus is the center of everything that we are built upon 
Jesus is the center. He is the, he is the structure. And we are being joined together, growing together into a holy temple, being built up. Jesus being the center point of everything. And then in 1 Peter 2 and 5, we are, not, we are living stones. We are live stones being built up a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering a divine sacrifice of holy, accepted, uh, uh, holy uh, sacrifice holy and acceptable through Christ. We are not only his building, but we are also his husbandry. So he's not only building a house, he's, he's building, he is planting the harvest. Come on, he's, there's a field, uh, uh, his farmland, a cultivating process is going on in the field, and you are the property of God. You buy the way of creation into which he has planted his seed. And some of us, he's planted his seed for many years. Some of us, it's, a new, it's new to us, the seeds that we're allowing to be planted and, and harvest is growing in our life. And there's things that's changing in us and transforming in us. And, and you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving God. It doesn't matter how little you've been serving God. You are still a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation, a, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a, perch, a purchase, uh, purchased possession, says, says the word of God. You are his, not only the, uh, his husbandry, but you are also his workmanship. The Bible says, created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 2 and 10, the work of his hands is the, the, the potter is working. How many knows the, that in this season God has been working on you? He's cultivating some stuff. He's shaping you. You don't look like you did last year because the potter is always at work in your life. He's still working on me. Amen. He, he, he's trying to make me what he needs me to be in the next season that he's taking me into. We are on the potter's wheel and you are his masterpiece. And I want to tell you this. He takes pleasure in what he's created in you. He takes pleasure when you do good things for people. He, he sees the reflection of who he is and he takes pleasure in what he created. You are created for the enjoyment of the king. Jesus is the potter. We are the clay. He is also not only the, the, we're not only the workmanship of his hand, but he is also, we are his sheep. I don't want to go here again. We are his sheep and he's the shepherd. He is the good shepherd. The word of God says, the word of God says he's the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores me. He restores my soul. He leads me in ways of his righteousness for his namesake. And he anoints your head with oil for he wants your cup to overflow. He desires our cups to be overflowing with the attributes of who he is. He wants us to spill out like Peter did in the streets and people be healed by what we're carrying because of close proximity and nearness to him. And we see that there is this oil that he pours that's a preserving oil. I believe that there's a fresh oil that's being poured out upon you that's going to preserve you and it's going to keep you. And, and nothing shall be able to harm you. There is a time for the sheep nature being led by the shepherd. And with every different facet, we experience God in different ways. All of these different facets that we've been just throwing out there tonight. I want you to understand that these are, these are different experiences 
experiences of God. He is multidimensional. Amen. There's many facets to our God. He is the, we are the building being built up. We are his handiwork. We are, he, we're the clay and he's working on us. We're the husbandry. We're the vineyard. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. And, 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 but you are also, I want you to understand, not only are you the, the, the vineyard, not only are you the husbandry, not only are you uh, the, the building being built up, but I want you to understand, not only are you the sheep, but you are also, and what I want to get to is that you are a mighty army. You're not just a sheep, but you are a soldier. God has created you for battle. God has created you to war. God has created you in this season to fight. Now, I know it gets, goes against, well, God's fighting for me, and he is. And there's times and seasons, Pastor Amanda said, he's fighting for you. And sometimes you have to go around some stuff. But there, there came a time where they had to get into what God had promised them. And they had, these were not even, I'm talking about the children of Israel that had been in slavery for 400 years, ladies and gentlemen. And because they were slaves, they were farmers. They didn't even know how to fight the second generation. They didn't even know how to use a sword. They, they, they knew how to farm the land. They knew how to build things. They knew how to take care of the animals, but they didn't know how to hold a sword. And here's what I want to tell you. All of the other things are good, but if we can't hold the sword, we can't win the battle. And so there has to be a, not only a ability to hold the sword, but there has to be a willingness to hold the sword. Because I can have the ability all day. As a matter of fact, the first generation had the ability and they all died. But it's the farmers that took the land and yet they became the greatest army that the world has ever known. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to battle. All you have to do is have the willingness and the trainer will begin to teach you and you can become the mighty army that God has created you to be. Israel was never the biggest. Let me just go ahead and tell you, it's not about numbers. It's not about who has the most. I'm talking, you know, we can go all through scripture. We can go down to Gideon in the wine press and, and it narrowed it down to 300 and they destroyed 150,000 with 300. Let me tell you, it's not about the numbers. It is about the one who is the captain of the army. Come on, somebody. Who is your captain? Who is your leader? Who is the one guiding you? Israel was never biggest. It never was the strongest nation, but God was in the midst of Israel. God was in the midst of his people and here's what the enemy messed up. He, he, he tried to come after you and he's come after you with numbers and he's come after you and, and he wants you to see what it looks like and, and he wants you to think you're defeated but he didn't count on God being with you. Come on. Because if God be, I feel like preaching now, if God be for me, who can be against me? I wish somebody right there would get a little bit happy because God has been with you every step of the way. And if God be for you, nothing shall destroy you. Nothing shall by any means harm you. The Bible said that you will lay hands on the sick, that you will cleanse the leper, that you will raise the dead, that if a serpent latches onto your hand, that it cannot, all you got to do is shake it off into that fire that you have built in the relationship with Jesus. How many knows that Jesus is the one that is able to 
conquer every demonic spirit, every demonic spirit that has come after your house, every demonic spirit that has been let loose in this generation. I come after every spirit tonight. I come after every spirit that's after our children. I come against every spirit that is after this generation, that's after their identity. I come to tell you that there's a Philistine spirit that has been on the loose and we have let them go. We've let it like venom. We've let it like the vapors of the enemy after the sheep and we've allowed it to fall and we've allowed it to fall in fields. But is there anybody that would protect some sheep tonight? Is there any intercessors that will build a wall? Is there any intercessors or, or gatekeepers in this place or prayer warriors that say as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our spirit. I'm going to build a hedge around my children. I know that the enemy has fired all of his heavy artillery and he's doing everything he can to stop the church because he understands the power and the force that it is in the earth. The enemy will never have it all. Why? Because there is a church that is rising up for such a time as this. There is a remnant that is getting ready to roar like never before. If that is you and you are a part of that number, somebody put your hands together and bless the name of Jesus because your praise is pulverizing principalities. I want you to know that when you agree with the word, when it's released, it's not that you're just clapping for good preaching. You're clapping to let the enemy know who has the authority. You have the authority over every serpent that's trying to take you out. You have the authority over every witch that's trying to hex your house. I wish I had somebody to say I'm fed up with your ways and I'm ready to stand not just as the sheep but God I'm ready to rise to be your soldier. It's not about tending sheep it's about training soldiers. Israel was never the biggest but they were the most when God showed up and they knew God they knew God was with them. They were faithful to his voice. God's army. I want you to know you're not just a part of a family. You're part of God's army. You're part of the Lord's army. Relish the aspects of God uh, that, that we talked about tonight. Relish them. Cherish them. But we need to understand that the hours come for the church to be the army. You say, I'm talking about, talking about new wind and new anointing. The reason for the wind and the anointing is so that the soldiers can come up. The, the Ezekiel 37, there was a prophetic voice that come out. And when that prophetic voice began to release, all of a sudden everything that looked dead and hopeless and dried up, the enemy's just counting on you to lay there dead and dried up and hopeless and, and never get up to be all that God created you to be. But he doesn't understand what's on the inside of you. Good sheep, but also we need to be good soldiers. Good sheep, faithful to the family, but good soldiers, boldly, fully equipped, well-trained to, to be a threat to the enemy's territory. 
It's not only about, I've said it, tending sheep, but it's about training soldiers in the day and hour that we are living in. This is what Paul did. He trained soldiers. He trained those to be uh, able to endure persecution, to rise up, to be a, a fighter for this gospel. David was the young shepherd tending sheep. He was a tender, yet he was he was tender, yet he was tough. He was he was tender, but he was also tough when he needed to be. He he was a worshiper, but he was also a warrior. He was compassionate, but he was concentrated. I want you to understand that it's okay to be compassionate, but be concentrated. It's okay to be a worshiper, but be a warrior. Step up for your family. Step up for everything that's trying to attack your ministry. Step up to everything that's trying to take what God has given you. One day, he was holding a lamb in his arms, and the next day, he was holding a giant's head in in his hands. Here's what I want to tell you. Sometimes you're going to hold some sheep and there'll be other times when you're holding the head of a giant. There'll be other times you're holding the head of fear. There'll be other times you're holding the head of depression. And the reason that you had to go through each and every one of them is because if I've not been gone, if, if I've never gone through it, I will never have authority over it. Somebody ought to get praise right there. If you're in a season of life, God's just trying to get you through it because he wants you to have authority over it. If you're in a season of sickness, he just wants to get you through it. He's trying to get you into the valley of that bat that battle at Raphael. There's a gigantic issue. It may be sickness. It may be disease. It may be that your cancer that cancer has has been has been just all over you and all over your your family. But I come to tell you that cancer cannot take out somebody who's walked through it. And I'm here to tell you that come on somebody cancer will not take you out and because you chose to walk through it and you chose to trust Jesus I declare there's a healing anointing that's being released and no more on your watch will it touch anybody of your bloodline I, I wish I had somebody to say you might have touched me but it stops today it stops with me it stops right here giant you're going down and I'm taking you out somebody give God praise if you know that King Jesus is the anointed stone that can take out every situation in your life. Woo, I try not to preach, but I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Holding a lamb one day, holding a giant's head the next. <laughs> we are at war, ladies and gentlemen, with a Philistine spirit that wants to keep people stuck in cycles. I just want to say this. It's a Philistine spirit, but I believe it works hand in hand with religious. Can I just say that? Religious spirits. The Philistines is after the land, after the harvest, after the promise. It's a cycle of insignificance. You know why? Our gener there's a young generation that's so confused because there's a Philistine spirit that's on the loose to make them feel insignificant so that they'll fall in line with anything just to feel like they're a part of something because the church has kicked them out for way too long. Now I'm preaching and nobody's saying anything. It's the Philistine spirit that is the twister. It's the targets, listen, your kingdom significance. 
it targets the significance. And what I mean by that, you want me to tell you what your significance is? It's not you. It's the identity in Christ. The reason we have an identity crisis is because the church has kicked sheep out rather than welcomed them in. And we have to understand that we are in the middle of a Philistine spirit that wants to twist and target a generation and steal their identity. And he wants to keep them to, from supplying and multiplying in order to push you out. He wants to push your children out of everything that's been promised. Their rightful domain, their rightful destiny. That's what the Philistine spirit does. It wants to kick you out of everything that God has for you. And in this hour, yes, there's wars and rumors of wars in the natural, but I believe prophetically speaking that the enemy is stirred in this moment and demons are active trying to block and mock what God wants to do in the earth. And I believe that God is saying to me, son, it's not time to stand on the sidelines any longer. It's not time to allow intimidation to enter into your spirit. It's not time to be fearful in the day and hour that we are living in. I made you go through some of those things. You, I allowed you to go through some of those thing but it's time to stand boldly and square your shoulders back and say that there will be no weapon in this hour that will be formed against me that shall be able to prosper now if you've had any weapons formed I wish somebody would take a praise break right now and because there's a reverse there's a reverse on the resisting spirit the spirit that's trying to resist you the spirit that's trying to resist the word the spirit that's trying to resist the kingdom identity we declare a reverse on the resistance. There's a reverse on the curse. The cursor is about to be crushed in the day and hour that we are, I'm telling you, he is at his last step. He is at the end of his rope. That's why he's doing everything he can to come after a generation. But watch this. I declare that the generation that he's trying to take out, we're about to see a mighty, mighty, mighty move of God that's not even going to start with us, but it's going to start with him. There's a fire that's getting ready to be ignited in a generation. I wish I had somebody who's been doing this a long time to get about excited about some people that is behind you. God is going to use your children. God is going to use your grandchildren. God is going to use them in the day and hour and they're going to prophesy doors down and they're going to prophesy walls down and they're going to prophesy giants down. I wish I had somebody in this place to stand to your feet. I'm closing. I'm coming. I'm around this thing and I want you to praise God like you know that God didn't just call you to be a sheep in a pasture. He called you to be a soldier on the battlefield. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I promised him that I would serve him till I die. And I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. If you know that the victory is yours, that you don't even have to fight from the place of defeat, that you don't have to fight from the place of doing anything. But if you'll fight from his word, if you'll fight from his truth, if you'll use what he's put in your arsenal, which means when you pray, when you begin to intercede, when you begin to praise, apply the blood to everything that you do and watch every devil run out of your space. Watch every demon run out of your mind. Watch every spirit run out of your heart. Somebody give God praise for joy. Somebody give God praise for peace. Somebody give God praise for hope. I'm telling you, there's a holy anger that's coming on of people. There's an indignation that's coming 
when we see disease stealing from our families here's what I want to tell you that I'm upset about is that we can pick our we can do things and, and we, we want to play church and we want to act like leaders and we want to lead different people but when people are dying and sickness has prematurely killed our family what are we going to do about it I'm here to tell you it's time for us to stand toe to toe and say the word of the Lord over our house over our marriages over our families when drug addictions have been through generation after generation here's what I want to ask you tonight what are you going to do about it is it going to be another Wednesday night or is it going to be a time to be a warrior on a Wednesday night somebody press in just for a moment if you will just agree with me that the children of God shall rise up for such a time as this the children of God shall rise up and produce the children of God shall rise up and see David understood who he was mentally he understood he was a sheep but he understood he was a soldier he understood he was a sheep but he understood he was a warrior he understood how to worship but he also knew how to be a warrior David recognized not only the anointing that would flow when he began to worship but the responsibility after the activation I wish I had somebody to understand that your praise is for the activation your praise is for the position your praise is for the potential the anointing is for the appointing and the enemy has been trying to keep you from where God has positioned you but I wish I had some men and women I wish I had some sons and daughters that would right now take your position take your position back take your family back I'm looking for some aggressive faith to go into the enemy's territory tonight and take back everything that is stolen from you and if you ain't got anything stolen that's all right but would you fight for your neighbor would you fight for somebody that's beside you that's missing some stuff that they had to pay a price to even get here tonight somebody fight for the right fight for your son's right fight for your neighbor's right fight for your brother's right fight for your children's right fight for your sister's right I'm looking for some redwoods right now to connect in prayer to connect in intercession I'm looking for a family that knows you're an army you're a family but you're an army in battle we cross every spirit everything that's resisting me right now I come after you with the power and the authority of Jesus and the authority of the blood and the authority of the word I come into your house and I run every devil out of your room out of your living room out of your bedroom in the name that's above every other name somebody lift him up somebody praise the name that's how he manifests himself when we begin to give honor where honor is due captain I'm at your service whatever it is you want me to do whatever it is however it is you want me to move if you want me to pick up a sling I'll pick up a sling if you want me to go into the enemy's territory and take his weapon from him and 
cut it off once and for all. I'm cutting it off. Somebody needs to cut it off tonight. Cut off everything that's limiting you. Cut off everything that so easily besets you. Take 30 seconds and you give him some praise. You give him some noise. You give him some worship. Press in, intercessor. stir yourself yeah come on stir yourself well you're just working yourself up yep that's what he said building myself up in the most holy faith his word stir yourself is he in there stir him up yeah, you're just working. Yes, I'm working myself up. I'm tired of staying down. Come on. I'm tired of laying in the molly grubs. I'm, I'm trying to push you right now. I'm trying to push you into your purpose. I'm trying to push you into your potential. I can sit up here and scream it and knock every wall down, but God needs you to raise up right now with a sound. I'm not talking you have you don't have to scream it, but make some noise. Put your hands together. Let the truth come out of your mouth. Let the word come out and into this atmosphere. Come on, let's start talking to the region. Let's start talking to every spirit that's restricting people from coming in here. Let's start talking about some things that need to be torn down. Somebody begin to press in right now. Begin to break through. Begin to break loose. Begin to break down. His word cannot be tied up. His word cannot be chained up. Let his word loose. That God is good and his mercy endures forever. He's a loving God. He's a gracious God. He's a merciful Savior. He hung on the cross and he bled and died. He was put behind a tomb. But guess what? Even on this Wednesday, I know we celebrated it last Sunday, but somebody ought to give God praise because what tried to kill you, it may have even taken the breath from you. But when you're connected to resurrection, everything in you has to come alive. Come alive. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Jesus, come alive in authority. Come alive in power. Somebody get your battle boots on. It's time to go to war. It's time to go to war over your children. It's time to go to war over your family. It's time to go to war over your region. Somebody shout for revival in this region if you desire it. How hungry are you for it? How thirsty are you for it? Take 30 more seconds and give him praise. Watch this. Psalm 144. Watch this. Watch this. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Your weapons are not weak. When he's my strength. See, we use Facebook. We know how to preach against it. But use your weapons with it. Keep, keep posting the truth until people start coming to it. Right now, they may not, but keep on posting. 
Come on, somebody. God's given you a platform. Isn't it interesting? He gives us a platform, and we all want to give our opinion, but we don't want to speak the truth. I'm preaching. Come on, help me. Gives your fingers. You can fight with your fingers. He's given your hands for battle. Every time I do this right here and I pick up this book, he's prepared my hand to hold it. He's wielding it. Every time I open it, he's wielding it. Not just, not my, not this natural thing, but he's wielding it on the inside of me. Let it come into my heart until, until it cannot be denied. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It cannot be denied in my life, but it cannot, but, but the everything around your atmosphere cannot deny what you've been holding. What you've been using. It gets quiet when you start talking like this. Because we know what we've been using our fingers for. Some of us, when that car almost took us out, it's the wrong finger. You know, I gave her the ring, she gave me the finger. Use your fingers for a battle. Encourage somebody. I don't know where that came from. I just, it's, it's off to my spirit. Encourage somebody. When somebody, when God begins to put a face in your spirit, pick your phone up and text them something. Not about what Susie did last night. Not about what Sammy did. Not about what Pastor so-and-so did. About what this leader's doing. Encourage somebody with the truth. And every time you do and you use your face, it's like war. It's like battle. Now, I'm not talking about call somebody to intercede. We, we do that. Use that. It's a weapon. There's some gatekeepers. There's some intercessors that God is calling for such a time as this. You're not only a worshiper, you're a warrior. Matter of fact, every time you worship, it's warfare. We felt it tonight. We go into our church is accustomed to this. We're accustomed to the flow, but God's trying to get us into position. Come on, somebody. We're in the environment, but now God is trying to position us into battle. Babylon had to experience God's battle axe of punishment for the evil inflicted on Jerusalem. The invincible mountain would crumble by the power of God. His outstretched hand would come upon that mountain that looked big, that looked bad. God is saying, you're going to be his worship warriors in this hour. Weapons of intercession, weapons of praise. You will be his battle axe weapon. You will be the, the, the warriors. You'll be the army warring in the spirit. There's an urgency. God is saying to be a sheep soldier. Gentle, kind, loving, obedient, relational to the shepherd and to his people. But against kingdom of darkness, we must be bold as a lion. Like David who went to, from the shepherd's staff to a sling, then to a sword. Went from a harp to a sling to a sword. Harp. Matter of fact, if you want to get your uh, weapon good and warm, good and hot, pick up the harp first. 
start playing. All of a sudden, your word will begin to get red hot with revelation because you've prepared your heart <laughs> to handle what he's about to release in your life. As I was preaching in Chattanooga, God reminded me of a vision. And that vision was there were lions that walked into a desert in formation. And as they walked in formation, there was a lion that came out of the distance and walked up to the formation. As, they got as he got close, this one lion, there was fire in his eyes. And I realized the lion was that lion. And he walked up in, in formation and he walked up and I realized that he walked up to me and he was looking at me right in the eyes. And then he began to join in the formation. And there was a tree that went up into the heavens. <laughs> and as we were all standing there, all of the lions begin to transition into sheep. And as they transitioned into the sheep, there were serpents that were crawling out on the ground. And as they were crawling, the sheep began to get fearful and, and intimidated by the serpent. But then all of a sudden, there was a shift. And they shifted back into the lion. And then all of a sudden, there would be one lion that would come out and he would grab one of the snakes and he would tie it off to the tree. My God. Then there would be another one that come out and he would grab another snake and he would tie it off the tree and he would go back into formation. Then there would be one over here and he would grab, another one would grab and tie it off to the tree and then it would come back into formation. And the Lord began to tell me, you have to see yourselves like this. Not just the sheep. Matter of fact, what you wear should be who he's become. The sheep nature is on the inside of your heart. Being led and, and be guided and be pliable. But when it's time to fight, when it's time to tie a curse off to the tree. <laughs> Come on, somebody. When it's time to tie depression off to the tree, it's already been done, but you have to tie it off to let that spirit know that it's already been settled, it's already been done, and he wants you to be a soldier, he wants you to be a lion in this hour, tying to every curse, every spirit of depression, every spirit of fear, whatever it is that's coming after your family, that, that yes, you're being led by the, like the, like the sheep, uh, being led by the shepherd, but then also, now I'm a soldier in the army of God. I'm a, not just a sheep, but I'm a reflection of who I've been in contact with. Come on, somebody. He's not, he's not the lamb nature anymore. He's already conquered. He's already conquered that part. Now he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Can you just lift your hands just as the closing moments as we tie this thing off? <clears throat> Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get close to somebody beside you. I know that we can't probably stretch out all the way, but I want you to connect as, as that redwood tree. I just feel like connecting right now. And I'm going to get a, a, a drop of oil. Here's how we're going to close this night. Brother Caleb, will you come up here? 
connect with you. Courtney, you can come up here too so you can have a connection. I know you like to connect with this one. Listen, here's what I want you to do. We're family. How many knows family will fight for family? You, you'll become a soldier real quick when somebody gets a hold of a brother, a sister, or a daughter, a son. That's what I want you to have in your mind's eye. In this moment, we're going to press in. And I want to hear you press in. I want to hear you pray for the person beside you. You don't have to have the right words. It may be sound. I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just fight. Your fight doesn't have to be fancy. It'll be effective no matter. It doesn't have to sound King James. You know what I'm saying? Say, help Jesus. That's all you, come on, just press in right now. Begin to press in. Just begin to pray for that prayer. Lord, right now, I speak a hedge. I thank you, Lord. I'm gonna thank you, Lord. I praise you. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us revelation. Give us your wisdom. Give us your knowledge. Give us your daily bread, Father. Every preceding word, every step, Father. Let it be in alignment with your will, with your purpose, Father God. Let it be a righteous rhythm. Let Caleb and Courtney take their mountain, Father. Ramahasi, I war for them right now. Lord, I thank you for the fresh oil that's on them. I thank you for the fresh word inside of them, Father God. I thank you that fresh will be new. It will be fresh. It will be new every morning. It will never get stale. It will never be uh, it will never be tired. It will never be tired when we wait. It's tying off. We tie off to the truth, Father. And when we tie off to something, we see every facet of it. We see every aspect of it. And so, Lord, right now, I just speak, Lord, that you would show us every facet of who you are in the name of Jesus. Not only are you building us up, not only are you planting on the inside of us not only Lord Jesus are we the branches God that's producing a harvest but Lord Jesus you've put weapons in our hand and our weapons are not weak but they're mighty through God and so Lord right now we begin to pull down come on somebody we begin to pull down every limit every limit in this season it will not prosper we declare every limit has to loose and let go we declare every limit every barrier every restriction every confinement has to break every wall has to fall in the name of Jesus God I thank you for the anointing I feel a crushing anointing I feel a crushing anointing right now I'm talking about under his feet it's crushing it's crushing it's crushing whatever has tried to hold our families back it's crushing right now even over this ministry Lord I declare that it will be uh, it'll be divine activation father I declare over this ministry right now that from this day forward there will be no more limits we speak over every leader we speak over every elder we speak over every position we speak over every usher we speak over every trainer we declare the trainers to rise up we declare the lions to rise up those who are in close proximity and nearness to truth Father God I declare Lord Jesus that it'll go out and it'll be a lamp and it'll be a river and it'll be a water and it'll be a flood Father like a cascade of your glory that's pouring out each and every day. Lord, I thank you that there's a cascade of your glory, a cascade of your river that's going into every house, to every hole, to every root system that's connecting, to every root system that's decided to stay, to every root system
them, Lord Jesus, uh, that desires to be sustained. I declare right now that there's nutrients coming in this river. There is life coming in this river. There's a re recalibration that's turning. This river is turning you around. This river is redirecting you. This river is revitalizing you. This river is rejuvenating you. There is a river whose streams thereof make glad the city of our God. And we press in right now. I press into every sickness God represented right now. I declare that everything that would hold back promise, we cut it off now in the name of Jesus. We declare that nothing that the enemy would form against us, Lord, shall be able to prosper. Every spirit that would try to take the breath, every spirit that would try to take the voice, every spirit that would try to cripple, every spirit that would try to take out, we declare that this body will be strong in this hour. We declare that this body will stand and fight. We declare, Lord Jesus, a hedge of protection around your soldiers. We declare that fire around your soldiers right now. Flames of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you've cultivated. We thank you for what you've burned out of us. We thank you for what you're bringing into us. We thank you that we had to walk through that in order to get to this very moment, God, of your presence. In order to get to this very moment of your assignment. And as Pastor Caleb said earlier, as he sung it, we say yes. We say yes, God. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your plan. We say yes to your way. We say yes, God, to your directive. You are the captain, God. You are the leader. You are the authority of my house. You are the authority of every home. You are the authority of every, every, every vessel. And God, I'm just praying that you would begin to cover and you would begin to feel. You would begin to cover and you would begin to feel. I pray that there would be a picture poured over each and every head of something fresh. Let there be a fresh oil right now. A fresh anointing. A fresh 92 anointing. A wild horn over the head of each and every house. We declare this anointing right now to break loose and to break free in the name of Jesus. I declare a breaking loose and a breaking free and it's not by might and it's not by uh, this earthly realm but God we declare it's your power. We declare your power that's in your blood. We declare your power that's in your name. We declare your power that's in your spirit and we release it now the fullness now in Jesus mighty name. Shalom Oh, Satan, Rabba, Rabba, Hasi. Yeah, Rabba, Hasi, Talam, Rabba.